is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Clearwater's podcast, and I'm with my co-host, Nick Petros. Nick, looking forward to this day. Uh, you introduced me to another outstanding guest named Sarah Bedrick. And Sarah, thanks for joining us on Clearwater's. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So share a little bit about your background, and we'd like you to start at age four and <laughs> something at every year of, of your existence. But yeah, maybe just a real quick background. Yeah. Sure. So, hi everyone. My name is Sarah Bedrick. I am the co-founder of an HR startup called Compt. Um, at Compt, I lead our marketing efforts. And prior to founding Compt, I worked at HubSpot, where my big win there was I helped found and uh, grow their HubSpot Academy division. So, if you haven't heard of HubSpot Academy, they create the classes, courses, and certifications to educate marketers, uh, sales, and customer success professionals. Uh, on the side, I'm a a coach and I'm also a new mom. So hopefully my toddler doesn't pull a one of those interviews at the BBC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it does, we'll just add Never to the know. flavor of the podcast. That's for sure. But I, I am actually a graduate of one of the one of HubSpot Academy's courses. So I have that certificate <laughs> proudly displayed in my in my cubicle. But uh, <laughs> we love to just kind of have our guests just share stories and and give Nick and I a chance just to kind of follow up and, and just ask questions. But the basic, the basic format or basic premise of the podcast is really how do we just provide clarity in kind of an otherwise murky world? So share a story with us where you have, you know, been in a, in a situation that, that, that clarity was kind of hard to find. Yeah. Well, I feel like right now, a lot of things are murky, uh, just given the state of the world, <laughs> right? Sure. A lot of people, uh, you know, financially in stressful situations, businesses are under financial distress and businesses are closing, which um, Warren Buffett had a great quote, which is you only find out who is swimming naked when the tide goes out. <laughs> and I think a lot of my experiences now, um, not so much in our company, but with interacting with other companies have just really been so fascinating. Um, so a few of the ones that I, I was thinking of are like, um, actually one happened to my co-founder right before we jumped on this, someone reached out to her on LinkedIn, a cold outreach, and they were a matchmaking service and she's been partnered for a long time, which is so inappropriate. What an inappropriate place to hmm. be reaching out to someone with such a request, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then some of the other interesting experiences that I've had recently, like I don't, I didn't even get an email about this, but on my calendar this morning, there was an invite for a, uh, it said investment partnership. And it said, yeah, I was like, what is this? And I tried to look at the guest list and who it was. I'd never, I didn't recognize the email address. Uh, the guest list was hidden from my view. So I had no idea who was joining. Uh, I don't think they could have got the email address wrong. And then one other experience that I had that was really interesting lately, and I just think this really highlights the murkiness that we're all kind of living in right now, which is um, I recently was reached out to, and I, I took the bait. Someone said to me, it was likely a BDR, said, we have a really interesting report we pulled for Compt. You have to see this. And I think it'll help you like make some really interesting uh, decisions in the future regarding marketing. And I was like, I took the bait. I was like, okay, <laughs> fine, I'll jump on a 30 minute call. And when I jumped on the call, it was someone else. It wasn't the person who had emailed me and there was no report. It was a straight demo for their software. And oh, so, yeah, talk about like a bait and switch though. And yeah. I think for me, just like tying these all together, I think it's just showing like the Warren 
um, Buffett quotes just so present in my mind because mm. everyone's back is up against the wall. Well, not everyone, a lot of people, their backs up are up against the wall in times like this right now when people are doing mm. a lot of like different uh, experimental strategies to help their business and to help them achieve their goals, whether it's MRR revenue, if it's um, marketing leads whatever it might be. So everyone's kind of just doing things that maybe aren't what is great for their brand and great for their business. I mean, I love the, just the common thread of those three quick like vignettes that you just share, because it's like, do you, I mean, in your experience, is it normally people that are brand new to whatever the sales, you know, opportunity they're in and they're, they're thinking I've got to try anything or, I mean, I can't imagine that the success rate of any of these approaches is is high. So it's the yeah. spaghetti on the throw the spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks, you know, syndrome. But you're thinking this is so unsuccessful that you can't this is not a long term strategy. You know, yeah, like totally. And I will Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I will say, like now that co founding a software company, I have gotten a lot of interesting outreach from that. Nick, I'm sure you do too as well. Mm -hmm. Uh and I feel like the strategies are really interesting, but they are different now. Um, and I think what it just illustrates is that even though a business might be struggling and people are trying new strategies, like there still has to be these goals and objectives mm. for the company. And there also should be some sort of like operating principles uh, that need to be relied on for like good decision-making and like, does mm -hmm. this represent our brand well? Because I mean, just from my previous experience, like one of the teams I was on, we had eight principles and they were fantastic. And it was like, always be learning, uh, provide outstanding customer service, create a consistent learning experience. And that was like our pillars and our guideposts for all the decisions we made. So if I was going to make a decision that was going to impact the team and the business, I would run it through that framework and think mm. like, is this, is this actually something I should do? Or is this too hacky? Um, and I think times like this, it's even more important for something like that. Yeah. And on the other end too, you know that some manager is getting a report saying like, I reached out to 6,000 people and I did 200 demos. So like I'm doing everything, but the product isn't selling. And it's just, well, you did demos to people who thought they were getting a free report. Maybe that's why the product didn't sell. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that's a big piece on alignment as well. Like I have a friend who works at a, a really successful tech company uh, and they're public and um, they're, one of their uh, their SDR team is just basically like given the go ahead to like lob anything over to the sales reps. And then the sales reps get on the calls and they're like, these people aren't qualified. It's like way too soon for me to be talking to them. And so the SDR is like, it looks great for them because they're hitting their numbers, but all of the, the sales reps are wasting time on these demos that aren't, <clears throat> you know, going to be able to help the, the, the customers, at least not right now. Yeah. So big misalignment on that. Yeah. Some of the common threads that you, you mentioned in your stories, and I, I just kind of made some quick notes here. I mean, obviously they had bad, bad information. They, they didn't do very good research, kind of pre-research before they re reached out to you at all. And then I love the story about the one where they said, you know, we got a report for you. And by the time, you know, you got on the call, it was, it was the old, truly the old bait and switch. It was like, you know, we're, we're hooking you with something, but we're not going to deliver what we said, but we, we are, now that we have you, we can talk to you. So I'm, I'm curious, and I'd, I'd love to hear from both of you, actually, just how would you train these individuals, you know, if they were on your teams, what would be some of the things that you would, how would you kind of raise the bar and change the, the kind of the uh, 
operational guidelines of how these these salespeople operate. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> uh, I was going to kick it to you. I'm terrible with operations. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think for me, it's funny because I'm in marketing, and a lot of the things about marketing are like it's a, a lot like of high volume. But when we talk at our company, I try not to say leads. Like I try to think of it in terms of like actual people and like looking at them and trying to understand them because that brings me so much closer to them and trying to think about these as like genuine people that we can help. And I think along the way, whether it's like poor um, guidance from leadership or people just aggressively trying to hit their goals and just trying to save their quota, like whatever it might be, we all can get thrown off that path. And um I think like really good leadership um, just is so important in the times. And I think the, the guiding principles, great leadership are just are non-negotiables right now. Well, I love the idea of looking at, at, you know, leads are genuinely people. And I mean, would you also maybe, maybe adjust your expectations so they could operate, they wouldn't be operating under such pressure of, of numbers that they would actually, you know, just maybe more key results and maybe more wins versus just actual outreaches or cold calls. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also when people take that, that perspective, that mindset of like actual individuals, like you just develop a stronger connection with each person. And I know that there's been like so many people are like, it's not B2B, it's P2P. And like, well, I think that's, I don't know, part of me is like, that's kind of kitschy, but I really do think it's true. And I think when we develop a genuine human connection with someone else, um, like in finding a win-win situation, can we help you? Like, can, like, I think there's ways that we can help you. I think it's just so much more meaningful. And I think also the people who are doing the work, like not just me, but others, they see like the impact of their work in such a greater way. Like they're tied really to the mission and to the vision of the company um, and seeing the impact in different ways. Yeah, no, I, I love that. <laughs> after, after. No, I said I just said I love that. Yeah, that that's what I was just just affirming what she just said. Yeah, I, I think I was going to carry the torch a little a little further. Uh, my mind works slowly. I needed to formulate the thoughts before sharing. But I think I think we're we're kind of doing that a little bit with Dash um, when we when we're connecting with new partners because we actually need a lot of their help to actually develop the products that we're going to market with. Um, for, for the Dash business. And the way we're doing it is by connecting with like really, really qualified experts, um, specifically asking for their help and working through an exercise with them where they can create something of value before there is any business relationship. Um, and it, it, one, aligned us from the get-go and two, sets us up for a pretty decent long-term relationship, um, which is crazy because when I overlay that on other lead generation campaigns where it was just get as many as you possibly can as quickly as you can, irrespective of who they are, um, you know, it, it really focuses you on that point of value that you both care about. Um, it makes everything work a little better. It almost feels guilty doing it because you're wondering why things are working so well. Like, why is there volume? Why is everyone happy? But um, to your point, Sarah, if, if you understand um, what the person you're reaching out to cares about and you align your offer to that, um, it puts you in a good place for the future. Yeah, I think what you just said, Nick, is so beautiful and it's even more important today when, I mean, I don't know what either of your quarantine situation are like, uh, but I haven't really seen many other people for the last five months. And so uh, being able to connect with people in like a real, like a real raw way is, and is, is important. 
I think another thing that we we haven't touched on much is just the the speed of inf of of business today. The speed of information. I mean, how it's just the the speed has just increased in a quantum way, and how important it is to have accurate, real time information, especially in a marketing you know situation that you know stuff ninety days old is is archaic. You know, so how how do you how do you keep current? You know, how do you keep yeah information fresh and current in your in your startup yeah uh so uh, so we are, like right now because of what we do we're actually growing at a rate that we i mean it's just much better than pre-covid um and the reason is because we help companies go remote and so we've seen a lot of growth recently um but one of the things that i tried to do is like each lead that comes in or contact or person that comes in that's downloading a piece of content or if they're um, asking to talk to sales, I'll do research on them and to see where they came from, what their journey looked like. And then from there, I try to identify what the trends are. Like our remote content just completely, like I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. I'm like, it just completely blew up and that it was mm -hmm. ranking in the top of search engines. Um, and that was really fortunate for us, but also fortunate for the people who found it because we were giving them the answers that they were looking for. And so that also gave me insights to like, how can we help prioritize this with our sales team? How can we prioritize this in other ways and get this into hands of more people? So marketer's heaven is when you're, when you rank high in Google. <laughs> you, totally. you see. That's, from my, that's one of my favorite things. That's like a game for me. Yeah, I really enjoy that, that part of marketing. I will say one other thing, like the human connection, I know I'm harping on this, but Kevin, before we started recording, he surprised me with like some really incredible research that he had done about me. And I'm so impressed, even though he found something I didn't want him to find, the video of me doing Toastmasters speech. But I'll never forget that. I love Kevin now. I feel like we're homies. He knows a little bit about me or a lot about me from that speech. And like, I know more about him and yeah, I feel like a genuine connection and um, it just feels special. It feels unique and special because of that. Even in the midst of our, of our COVID separation here that we all are experiencing it, you know, being in different places, but, uh, but connected through the magic of Zoom. So guys, wrap us up today with, uh, with kind of a takeaway, just, just, you know, based on the conversation we've had today, if you're, you're leaving us with kind of a closing thought, what would it be? I'd say you're, uh, you got to focus on clarity of intent and marry that to the clarity of your outcomes. Um, then everything works a little better. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I would say, I mean, go after your goals, but also keep your business and your colleagues and your brand in mind. I always try to think of it as like, would my team members be proud to put their name on the work that I'm doing? And I think even though times might be tough, like having some guiding principles uh, as you go about the work that you do is important. I, if anything that I could, would close with, uh, one thing that really stuck out to me that you mentioned was how you kind of ran anything you were producing through the grid of the, of the pillars or the, the uh, I guess, you know, the foundational statements that you, you wanna make or your company culture how important that is because that really did help you kind of provide clarity and, and understanding on, are we, are we on brand or are we, are we, is this, what is the template that this is going to be measured by? And that helps us all. Yeah. And that, that really is a, a great example, a great way to, to close today and, and just show that how can you find clarity in an otherwise murky world. Sarah, thanks again for joining us on uh, Clearwaters. We really appreciate having you. 
Thanks. Yeah, thank you.